the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Dave Ellswick Show, and I'm Robert Steinbach filling in for Dave this Friday morning. Wakey, wakey, welcome everyone. We, as usual, have a lot to talk about, but the first thing that I want to talk about is our great success. I want to thank every one of Dave's listeners for going out and voting on Tuesday. We defeated King Scott's ridiculous attempt to raise our taxes yet again. We have stood up as an American people, as an Arkansan people, and as a Little Rock people, and said, no, no more taxation. Do you realize that King Scott wanted to raise the sales tax to over 10%? That's just a sales tax. So think about this for a moment. You make a dollar, and you pay 30 plus, maybe 40% of that dollar to the federal government, in income tax. Wait, wait, wait. Then also you pay what's called FICA, Social Security and Medicare. Somewhere 6, 7%, I think. So up to say 47%. Where you haven't even talked about the state government. State income tax. I forget exactly, somewhere going on 10%. Not quite, not quite. So we'll round all that up to 55%. So now, already, before you even get to cash your check, assuming the right amount of deductions are taken up front, you get less than half the money that you've earned. Less than half the money that you've earned actually shows up in your bank account. Oh, okay, well, I guess, you know, I'm just a, a poor guy who does what I'm told, and I've gotten 45 cents on the dollar. Let me go out and buy something. Let me use my 45 cents to go buy something. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. You want to buy a loaf of bread for $2? Well, guess what? Almost 10% of that, even now, is just taxes that go to the government. Don't forget about gas taxes, which are more than sales taxes. So you're lucky if you walk away with a third of the money that you earned. Now, folks, if you think that we have not already delved into the pond that is socialism, you are mistaken. When you're working for the government, two-thirds of the time, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. You're working for the government. Well, no, no, Rob, I, I work at a gas station, or I'm a pipe fitter, 
or <clears throat> I work at a private company doing computer things. So I don't work for the government. Excuse me. Excuse me. That private organization, that private company writes you a check and they send most of it to the government. That ain't working for the government. You're working for the government. You don't even know it. That's what's going on here. And King Scott, marching around with his entourage, tells you, well, we need more giraffes and monkey bars. That's what we need more of. Giraffes and monkey bars. I don't think so. I don't think. And the people rose up and they said, no more. It was two thirds to one third against. Two thirds to one third against. Why? Because enough is enough. Why? Because you all heard me on the radio on Monday and you all mobilized. Don't kid yourself. If you are one of Dave's Dave's listeners who got up and went on Tuesday to vote no on King Scott's tax, well, you're one of the great Americans who saved or at least helped to save what we know as our Republican form of government. One step at a time, folks. One vote at a time, and we will take back this government from the lefties. Steve Landers has already announced that he is going to run for mayor uh, in opposition to King Scott when King Scott's term is up. And I think it's up relatively soon. I don't know if it's coming election or the one after. We'll have to look into that and I'll let you know further. I don't know um, Steve Landers at all, but as a friend of mine who's a Democrat said to me, I'll vote for a potted plant before I'll vote for King Scott again. He voted for King Scott. I did not. But even the naive learn. King Scott is incapable of running this city. If we could recall him, I would do so. But we have the next best thing in a democratic society, and that is we're going to vote no on King Scott the way we voted no on his tax hike. Time to go, King Scott. Start packing your bags. Now, remember, it's King King Scott's administration that has also said through the city attorney, Tom Carpenter, no to the enforcement of the state law that I assisted in writing and Bob Ballinger passed that says any individual with an enhanced carry license may carry a firearm into City Hall. And King Scott and his henchman, Tom Carpenter, said, we don't like that law. Our people are afraid. Our people are scared. Our people are hysterical at the fact that somebody may be enforcing the law, providing safety to all of us by being an enhanced carry licensee and carrying a firearm in City Hall. So we sued. Chris Corbett and I sued. We just had a hearing before Judge Chip Welch here in Pulaski County. Chip Welch ruled against us, and he did so wrongfully on two levels. Now, I will say this. Very polite he was in the courtroom. Ran a very nice 
proceeding. But nice only gets you so far when your rights are being taken away. And Chip Welch took away your rights. Why? Because he decided in favor of the cronies in Little Rock, temporarily. That's why. And we're not going to stand for it. We're filing an appeal. So what did Chip Welch say? First of all, he said, well... You see, this procedure that you used, it's called writ of mandamus. It's not important. It's only when the law is clear. Well, here's the thing about the law. It's clear one way or the other. Meaning, as much ambiguity as there is, you still must come to the conclusion. Does the law permit enhanced carry licensees to go in to City Hall? Or does it not permit them to go into City Hall. It's a dichotomy. That's your choice. Clear or not. Yay or nay. You can't say, I'm not sure. Your job is to decide which of the two options is the better. There is no third option. I don't know. That is not an option for a judge. I don't know is not an option. So Chip Welch said, well, I don't know. No good. And then the second thing he said, even more curiously, is, well, I think we need to have a trial. 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 You know what a trial is for, folks? Trial is when there is a dispute as to facts, not law. Oh, did the guy cut the red light? Did he not cut the red light? Was he wearing his seatbelt? Was he drunk? Those are facts. In dispute, meaning maybe they did happen. Maybe they didn't happen. The law permits someone to go into City Hall with a gun. There are no facts there. That's not a factual question. That's a legal question. Juries don't decide legal questions. Could you even imagine? Judges decide legal questions. Tough ones as well, by the way. Sorry, judge. Tough questions are your province, not the province of a jury. So Chip Welch was wrong twice over. We're filing an appeal, and guess what? We're going to get to the, either the the um, excuse me, the uh, court of appeals. There's different names in the federal system than the state system. We're going to get to the court of appeals or the supreme court. You only generally go to one in the Arkansas system, and we're going to get an answer as to what the law says. If you have any doubt, you can ask me. I helped write it. How's that? How's that? So. With that thought, ponder that. Heidi's giving me the signal, and we'll be back in just a minute. This is the Dave Ellswick Show, and I am Robert Steinbeck filling in for Dave this Friday morning. We've got a busy morning, as we always do. On his way in is our good friend Chris Corbett, uh, soon-to-be candidate for Senate, uh, State Senate, of course, uh, up there in the Conway area. Chris Corbett, as you likely know already from being a long-term guest on the Dave Ellswick Show, is a lawyer, an engineer, and someone who's willing to fight City Hall quite literally because he's the plaintiff in our City Hall gun case. He's also the plaintiff in two other gun cases. One of those two cases, we're fighting the court system here in Pulaski County which tells us equally, oh, you can't carry a gun in here, even though there's a separate law, separate law that says lawyers can carry guns in the courthouse. Why? 
because lawyers are officers of the court and it says officers of the court may carry firearms. Oh, says the screaming memes that are the Pulaski County attorneys. That's not what it means. Don't let your lying eyes tell you the truth. Those words obviously mean attorneys, but we don't like that outcome. So we'll say it means bananas. Well, I say you are bananas. And then finally, the case, and this one, perhaps the most absurd of them all, when Chris Corbett went to that very nice shooting range uh, up there in Mayflower, up there relative to Little Rock, that is, somewhat north, in between, of course, Little Rock and Conway, where Chris lives and will be running for Senate, went to the shooting range, public shooting range, operated, owned by the state, meaning owned by you. Don't let anybody else tell you that anybody else owns it. You own it. You own it. Because the state owns it, and you own the state. Don't let some bureaucrat tell you that he's in charge. No, you're in charge. And if there's any doubt, well, then you vote the bums out, as the saying goes, and you put somebody else in charge who recognizes you're the boss. Not the other way around. Not the other way around. And so Chris goes to the shooting range there, up there in Mayflower, and you got to go in, a building to pay. It's very reasonable. It's two bucks, two or three bucks. I, I don't recall. And the sign says no guns allowed. Are you, uh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> We're at a gun range. No guns allowed in the booth. So I guess you leave your gun outside. Oh, that's safe. I mean, this is remarkable. Think about it. Because the bureaucrats have come to the conclusion, perhaps, that they're safer without guns around them. Even that's an absurd notion. But even if that had even a semblance of logic, can you not capture the absurdity when you notice that, oh, so you just leave a gun outside, anybody can take it and shoot anybody else outside. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? It's the most absurd thing I've heard. But here's the more important part about it. I'm not here to argue policy. The legislature establishes policy. Not the guy on the radio. Not the guy in the booth at the gun range, not the guy at the bar or the guy at the gas station. Everybody's entitled to their view and it's like bad breath. Everybody thinks the other guy stinks. And who establishes policy? The legislature. And the legislature enhanced, excuse me, enacted the concealed carry law and the enhanced concealed carry law. The latter being the one originally authored by Charlie Collins. And it says you can carry a firearm if you have an enhanced carry license in any state building. Well, guess what, folks? A building run by Fish and Game is, wait for it, because it's going to be a big revelation, a state building. And the crony hack who got on the phone to respond to Chris's complaint while he was there, meaning the people at the booth said, well, you got to talk to our boss. Good, fine. No problem. And the crony hack who got on the phone with Chris said, well, I don't care what the law is. You got to get yourself a court order. A court order to, to enforce the law. So guess what? Next day we filed a lawsuit and we're going to get a court order by hook or by crook. Because if we don't get it at the trial level, we'll get it at the appellate level. Because we're sick and tired of a bunch of bureau hacks telling us, well, you see... 
we understand what the law says, we'll pretend we don't, and we'll enact or enforce whatever the heck we want. Not with Chris Corbett and Robert Steinbuck on the watch. No, sir. No, ma'am. We're sick and tired of it. We're not going to have any more of it. And we're using the court system for what it is intended to do, to have the law enforced. It's enough with runaway government, the runaway administrative state, the runaway bureaucracy. It's time to say no. Remember, folks, I'm the person who's the author of the book regarding the Freedom of Information Act. Why do I tell you about that? Because access to government information is the first step to freedom. So when you have a question about what the law is, and when you have a question, let me, let me correct that actually. When you have a question as to what the government is doing, make a Freedom of Information Act request. State, local, county, I don't care what level government it is in Arkansas. You have a question, send an email to the head of that organization. Say, I would like the records that concern the following issues. Give them some date limit. You don't have to, but it makes it easier. Say for the last five years, all records, very simple, write it down. All records concerning fill in the blank from the last five years at your agency. Please send them to me back electronically in this email. Do it. Do it today. Come up with something that you're interested in. I know you are already. Find out what agency you're interested in and send the head of the agency an email that says, Dear sir or ma'am, I would like all records for the last five years concerning the following topic. Please send them to me in this email. Let's start looking over the shoulder of Big Brother instead of having Big Brother looking over our shoulder all the time. Enough is enough. I'm tired of government thinking that they own us. Government doesn't own you. You own the government. And the government bureau hacks who often make more money than you do, who are higher paid than you do, who get more vacation time than you do, have more job security than you do, always, it seems, want to tell you otherwise. And we're sick and tired of it. And so what are we going to do? We're going to vote the bums out. We're going to make Freedom of Information Act requests in the meantime. And we're going to bring lawsuits through, amongst others, Steinbuck and Corbett to make sure our rights are enforced. Another great person or people who are enforcing our rights, Joey McCutcheon and Chip Sexton uh, over there in um, Fort Smith. I joined uh, Joey and Chip in a lawsuit up in Fayetteville when the Fayetteville uh, school district didn't want to turn over records regarding critical race theory. Critical, Critical what? Huh? Nothing to see here, folks. We're not indoctrinating our students. We're not a bunch of lefties indoctrinating our students. Oh, yes, they are. And we caught him red-handed, and we won the Freedom of Information Act request, and we are going to be submitting on Monday a request for our attorney's fees. My good friends Joey and Chip previously had not typically sought attorney's fees when they got the right outcome. And I told them, hey, folks, no, 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 no. If I'm on the case, we're asking for attorney's fees. And they agreed, to be clear. 
And they agreed. Meaning, we've got to let these crony hack bureaucrats know they're going to pay for it. They're going to pay for it. And who are they going to pay? They're going to write me a big, fat check. That's what they're going to do. That's right. I ain't ashamed of it. I love it. So get your pen out and get your checkbook out. And after this break, we'll talk more about it. So good luck. This is the Dave Ellsworth Show. I am Robert Steinbuck filling in for Dave this Friday morning. And finally in the studio, we have the great American, the great Arkansan, the great lawyer, the great engineer, Chris Corbett. Chris Corbett, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. I, uh, I'm sorry I was late. That's okay. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think you might be late for your funeral, and that might be a good thing, right? I'll take that, <laughs> that every day. That would be very good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Mr. Funeral. Next time. I'm still hurting from United, missing my, making me miss my flight coming back from Alaska and on the way up there. Yeah. Tell me, uh, Chris went fishing uh, for a week with his son in Alaska. Uh, and I don't want to t- tell fish tales, but was the what was the biggest fish oh, you caught? Oh man, uh, probably the fifty pound halibut. Fifty pound halibut. Fifty pound halibut. Just for the halibut. Yes, right. Exactly. It was outstanding. It. So we always go up the Kenai Peninsula. It's the it's in my opinion the greatest place to go fishing. The variety, the quality, and the quantity of fish. There's no match to that. You want to go catch some sea fish? Go for it. You want to catch some little steelhead and a and a, and a you know, a stream that's 10 feet wide, man, you got it. You want to catch, I call them CrossFit trout. They got shoulders, man. They're like fat toes. (laughs) I love it. That is not saying that the trout that we've caught at Calico Rock are weenies. They're the the streamlined version. (laughs) They're the subcompact versus the SUV. That's right. That's right. But um, it's, it's a fantastic time. We visited a college. And um, had a blast up there. That's my attitude adjustment. Labor Day week's my attitude adjustment. You got to get your mind right. You got to get your mind right about these cronies and the government taking away your rights little by little. And then waking up and going, hey, wait a minute. Man, we passed a law. A law was passed that says I can carry my gun where I want to. And then the government doesn't follow the law. They just make it up. That's right. And then the judges, they try to make the law say something it doesn't say. That's real hard to do. That's right. Or they drop back and they punt. Like Chip Welch. Yeah. Now, he was a great judge during the during the hearing. Very polite, very but he, nice. But he dropped back and punted. He didn't want to he didn't want to hang on to that hot potato. Guns in City Hall. Oh heck no, I'm putting that to the Supremes or the Court of Appeals. You couldn't be more <laughs> right about that, Chris, and it really gives rise to the insight that we know of. Winners want the ball. Mm. Okay? Winners want go. the ball. That's nice. You know, I just yep. watched uh, Sam Pittman's, uh, some of his locker room talks, and they are fantastic. Mm-hmm. They are so good. He, Tell the, the audience coach, who Sam Pittman is. Yeah, oh, Sam Pittman is the uh, head football coach of the Razorbacks. Mm-hmm. And there's a game tomorrow, mm-hmm. and we whipped Texas. And it was just an amazing, I mean, I, I watched his football, his football locker room uh, speech. It made me get up out of my seat. Uh-oh, well, we that's got, We got to pause. No, 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 oh. no, no. I just uh, I, I'm Anyways, scanning the room, so he, to speak. I'll just tell you what. You got to see this video. It's before they go out in the game. He looks at everybody. And goes are all the Texas fans here? Yeah. Um, is the whole is the whole Texas team in the house? Yeah. Bring out the locks. Let's lock them in here and whip their butts. I mean, of course, he uses some better language. Right, right, right. It was fantastic. Well, look, this is um, um, he's a winner. He wants yeah. the ball. Uh, yeah, he wants the ball. Um, and Chip Welch punted, 
Uh, and, and he was, and, and I said this before, and it does matter. Yeah. He was very nice in court, uh, uh, and I, I don't know him personally, but what little I've seen of him personally, I like as an individual. Oh, yeah, I, but I don't think he wanted to be the, the, right. the judge that gave the gun-toting lawyer the ability to bring his gun wherever the law says he wants. Right, 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 right. right. Well, um, anyways, um, it's a... Uh, 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 we're gonna fight them. We're gonna fight. We're gonna fight in Game and Fish. We're fighting City Hall, and we're fighting Pulaski County. Uh, what, is there another entity? Is there something lower than the city government? <laughs> uh, bureaucrats. Yeah, bureaucrats. <laughs> bureaucrats. You know, we're, we're gonna go to a break in in a moment. Uh, but before we go to the break, um, there's another uh, type of bureaucrat that I'll allude to, and that is the bureaucrats that are preventing me from uh, keeping the students at UALR safe. Uh, but before, after the oh, break, we're going to be visiting with our friends from Conduit. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll talk with them, and we'll talk about how I am. Uh, I did another interview with them, and it's up on the Conduit website. Oh, so make wonderful. Sure, oh, yes, uh, with a, a wonderful interviewer, uh, reporter they have, uh, Ginny. Uh, and we did a good interview just the other day. It's up there on the Conduit website. So if you haven't looked at it, take a look at it. Uh, and then uh, remember that Save the Nation with Jason Rapert uh, is on at 1 to 2 p.m. on this station every day. So with that, why don't we take a break, and then we'll come back and talk with the great folks from Conduit uh, up until the top of the hour. This is the Dave Ellswick Show, and I am Robert Steinbuck filling in for Dave. We have on the line with us our good friends from Conduit, uh, Brenda and Joe. Brenda and Joe, how are you all doing this early morning? We're doing great, Robert. I appreciate you having us on. Fantastic. Well, it's always my pleasure. Hey, folks, of course, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, we're keeping you till the top of the hour. Um, and perhaps the most important thing to talk about, I say jokingly, to be clear, is that you all had me on one of your shows uh, just the other day, and I'm up on the website. Now, what greater insight and what greater foresight can you all have if you have me on the show? I say mockingly. But listen, I just wanted to thank you, and I wanted to direct uh, Dave's listeners to your website. So be more specific than I'm able to, to be. How do they find me and all of your other wonderful content? What is your website? Conduitnews.com. And just go to that website. They'll see the interview with Jimmy Lauren and you, Robert. It's a great interview. Uh, you're very animated as usual, and I put out some really good information. While they're there, they can go to our articles or they can go to conduitforaction.org, which takes you directly to the wonderful articles and content related to Arkansas politics. The, the visitors will find close to a 1,000 articles, and they can search those on any subject that has been in front of the legislature for the past 10 years. That's fantastic. I've used your website as an outstanding resource, and it is an outstanding resource, and it continues to be. So I'm glad that we told Dave listener, Dave's listeners or reminded them, frankly, I suspect many of them already on uh, your website. And they can also sign up for – you have a newsletter that comes out. Isn't that right? Yes. Uh, while they're on the site, they can subscribe, but actually text uh, a texting opportunity – and um, I'll look up that number while we're talking because uh, there it is, 501-292-2683. That's 501-292-2683, and they can get our conduit alerts. 
I get that, and it's fantastic because it, it comes directly to your inbox and your text, uh, and it's not too many. It's not overwhelming. It's not a bunch of junk mail. It's uh, periodic updates that really do help keep us informed. Joe and Brenda, let's there, talk. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. They're, they're especially important during sessions when we keep an eye on what's going on and, and what people should know that's relevant to that moment where they can act if they choose to do so. You know, that's so true because I work with various groups that I perhaps too much rely on to keep me informed as to important bills such as regarding the FOIA. And there was one bill that came up that I was informed of by you all and not by one of the groups that's supposed to be monitoring specifically just the Freedom of Information Act. And if you don't pay close attention, and by you I mean the citizens of Arkansas, to what the legislature is doing regarding the Freedom of Information Act, uh, somebody might just slip through a bad bill that becomes law. And so I really do appreciate uh, what you all are doing about that. Let's talk a little bit of substance, folks. Uh, Of course, you all are quite aware of the brand new Biden mandate regarding vaccines. What are your thoughts? Let me just throw it open to to the two of you and share your thoughts on this new Biden mandate when it comes to vaccines. I mean, socialism is is all that comes to my mind is, you know, you must comply or we will force you to comply. And if you don't at that point, then we'll punish you. That's what comes to my mind. And and that's not a, a country I want to live in. What came to my mind is I watched him give that speech. I just happened to walk through the room. I don't ever watch him give a speech. But in that particular moment, I felt like he had actually declared war on the unvaccinated. There's no other way to describe it. Uh, You know, I think those are such brilliant insights. And I want to drill down a little bit more. Uh, Joe, I know that you are a businessman. You create jobs. You create wealth. You create income. And when I was testifying... At the Capitol, I heard this fellow from Tyson's who was speaking in a socialist fashion, but wrapping it in a false cloak of capitalism. So, well, you see, we're businesses and we get to do what we want to do. So talk to us for a moment, if you can, about this alleged tension, which, of course, you as a businessman and many businessmen and women, to be clear, um, uh, are entitled to control your employees while they're at work in many different fashions. No shoes, no shirt, no service to customers. Of course, the same holds true to employees. Uh, Why shouldn't it be that these businesses fully control the lives of their employees? Talk about that perhaps tension and what your thoughts are on that. Well, first of all, we are so far away from private businesses in this country that that's a, a straw man argument. And you, just imagine a world in which you tell specific employees you must have an HIV test to come to work here, or you must have a pregnancy test to, to come to work here because I don't want to employ you if you're going to have children because it, it'll, raise my insurance rates or you'll take more time off that's not allowed now and it hasn't been allowed for a long time so there the private business is a myth and as we come closer and closer to socialism you know the government through regulation and tax policy does really control the means of production they don't have to own the means of production they just control it that's right and this now you, you can't argue both sides of that 
you know, if, if I, I'm not about to demand an employee put a chemical in their arm that they don't want. Right. Well, Joe, when you said that, it worked for me. Yeah. When you said okay. that, you're right on point. What about, what about, I weigh, I weigh 275 pounds. What if you said you can't work for me if you're overweight because you're uh, a danger to my health in, insurance premium? You're at risk well, of a know, heart attack. Yeah, the, the picking and choosing is, is interesting. I, I, I see our legislators are even on our team are, are going down that road. Yeah. You know, they, they find an argument to wrap around what they don't want to do, yep. and that's what they're going to do. Yep, based I'm on very his- distressed because I see the Arkansas legislature as our last line of defense against the federal government. They're going to be in session on the 29th of September, and unless the public acts to force them to act, I, I don't see that we're anything but um, whatever Biden wants us to be in the state. You know, you bring up a great point. Both of you do. But, Brenda, your last point I would like to build on, that is these legislatures are there to represent us, the people. They are not there. They're not supposed to be there to represent the bureaucracy, the bureaucrats, the government. Their job is not to represent government agencies. But I'll tell you this, and you, Joe and Brenda, know this well already. Government agencies use your tax dollars and my tax dollars, our tax dollars, to hire lobbyists. Sometimes private lobbyists. Outrageous. Private lobbyists. Is that my money? My money. Our money. To come into the legislature, and they walk in there with a pre-made bill, and they say, hey, here's a great bill. And, And these few naive legislators say, oh, okay, I'll write a bill because, you know, if the Department of Such and Such says it's a good idea, then maybe we should enact it. So what has become a body that was supposed to be representing the people is too often, too often a body that represents the bureaucrats. I'll go one step further, and they get BLR to write the write the law, right? That's right. The Bureau of Legislative uh, funded Review or something? Legislative Research. Research, thank you. They get them to write the law without a sponsor. That's right. That's right. Well, we well, put a stop would, to that. Go ahead, I'd Joe. I'd like to inter- interject that I, I think we can refine the legislature's job is not necessarily to represent the people, but foremost to protect the rights of the people. That's right. That, that's exactly right. Well, we've watched in the last 10 years that we've been involved in Arkansas political system, uh, the legislature grow more and more lazy and not think that their role is to act at all, but just to follow. And I think this is the opportunity they've never had before uh, to act on behalf of the people and react to why they're in office to start with. They have resisted doing the hard thing ever since we've been involved. I, I I can't speak to anything before that. But if they don't act now, I don't see that they have a purpose at all. Right. Medicaid expansion, Internet sales tax. Yes. You know, on and on and on on the, on the big ticket issues. I think they, they work hard to find the one conservative talking point to a growing government tsunami of bills. And they, that's what they stand on. And. And, and to get elected. We dismantled their first line of defense, and that was, oh, we can't hear that because this new this session is only to draw the congressional lines. That is not true. We have an article on conduitforaction.org. 
Conduit News, written by the person who was head of BLR for the last six years he was in, uh, employed and was there for 32 years. He knows where the bones are buried. That's David Ferguson. All of the people that worked with him know he's correct on this issue. There are two articles posted. So their first line of defense, we can't hear these bills, is bogus. And the public needs to go and use those to counter any argument that they might get or resistance they might receive from their legislator on, on that point. Now, past that. You just got to remember the votes and who acts and who doesn't act in the primaries. Very, very simple. That's the, the only recourse the average person has to be informed and act in the primaries. That's right. Yeah, well, you're 100 percent right, Joe. Uh, just one second, Brenda, and then I'll let you uh, have perhaps the last word. We're coming up on the top of the hour. We have about five minutes, four and a half minutes. It goes so fast, doesn't it? But you're so right about that, Joe. Arkansas is an overwhelmingly Republican, unfortunately, not an overwhelmingly so far conservative state. And we have a bunch of Republicans I think a minority, but still a bunch of Republicans in office who aren't conservatives. They're oh. a bunch of rhinos. Yep. And we every one of them needs to be primaried. Oh, man. Well, what about what's Come his on. name? Sturch up there and I think sort of North Central yeah. who, who just torpedoed the uh, freedom of thought bills for higher education. Yeah, it's outrageous. Yeah, because we got a bunch of lefties running the education system. This is what I've been telling you, folks. A bunch of bureaucrats, unelected, and they're lefties, and they're being protected by conservatives. Yeah. Brenda, what do you have to say about that? Well, I, I do want to point out that I have been in contact with and, and representing in some capacity many, many, you know, we could we could name the numbers, employees who are looking at being fired shortly because they refused the vaccine. Yep. And to see that our legislators turn a blind eye to that. There are a few, a handful, who are going to fight for them. But we don't need a handful. We need 18, 20 senators, and we need 51 House members, and we need the public to make sure they're conscious of those votes and then those who vote against this or refuse to act need to be replaced in those primaries, even if they're their good conservative friends. Amen. And I'll go even further. Look back at this last legislative session that we just had, and the governor vetoed a handful of bills. He's entitled to veto bills. I may disagree with him, and I think I did disagree with perhaps all of his vetoes, but certainly many of his vetoes. So be it, but that's his right. That's his power. He's entitled to veto a bill. Here's where I was troubled. Not so much by the veto. Well, yes, I don't like it if you veto a bill I think is good. But what bothers me more, tell me if I'm right on this, what bothers me more is that then it goes back to the legislature and there's a handful of legislators who voted for the bill the first time around and then when the governor vetoed it, they voted against it. I have more respect for the person who voted against the bill the first time around and continued to vote against it the second time around than the flip-flopper. I have no love for the flip-flopper. We've got less than a minute, Brenda. What are your thoughts on that? I'm going to turn it over to Joe. Okay, Joe, yes. I I think we may see a repeat of that on this uh, vaccine mandate. Mm -hmm. One of the the arguments I've heard uh, was that you can just get another job if you don't want the vaccine. You heard that, right? Oh, yeah, it's real easy. Just go out and get another job. 
Amazing. I would say to the employers, start another business if you want all vaccinated people and then just hire vaccinated people. There you go. Oh, nice. I love the retort. Joan Brenda, it's always a joy to have you guys on. It's never enough time. We really appreciate it. We're going to do it again soon. Remember, folks, Conduit for Action, Conduit News. Check out their website. And that beautiful guy on the website today, Rob Steinbuck's Ugly Mug. And with that, we're going to take a break and we'll be back at the top of the hour. show and i am robert steinbeck filling in for dave this friday morning in the studio as usual my good friend great attorney great engineer soon to be hopefully state senator chris corbett chris welcome to the studio of course nothing new there i want to dive right into it Uh, before i do just to remind dave's listeners that conduit for action conduit news go check them out online you'll get to see my face and understand why it's really a face made for radio in addition save the nation with jason rapert uh, is on every day on 101.1 fm the answer that is this station to which you're listening and jason rapert does a great job about talking Uh, about important issues of the day, particularly that affect our Kansans. Chris, we talked about, uh, I think at the top of the show, how King Scott went down in flames regarding his desire to tax us yet again. Not only did he go down in flames, the city council went down. They voted six to three for it to put it on the ballot. Everyone needs to be gone. You bring, Out. you bring up a great point. You know? Let's talk about that process for a moment. Yeah. The only way that proposed tax goes on a public ballot is after it gets through the screening mechanism of the city council. Of course, the mayor has to propose it in the first instance, but we know he's a lefty. He's a socialist. Uh, we know we've got to get rid of him. Yeah. But what about those city council members? They're not in touch with the, with, the, with the citizens of Little Rock. They're not in touch. Crime is outrageous. I was banned from next door for posting next door an app about a neighborhood app, kind of like Facebook. I was banned from it for posting crime statistics. They canceled me because all I was doing 
was posting uh, uh, where the crime, where people's cars were getting broken into in Pleasant Valley. They banned me from next door. I was livid. I was, looking, I was looking at, you know, looking at a class action lawsuit. They can't ban me from a public forum. No, it's a private company. There is no, uh, the, it already been done. Yeah. And um, anyways, but anyways, yeah, the citizens of Little Rock, overwhelming, 75% to 25% said no. Contrast that with the city council voting 60% to 30% to put it on the ballot. It's outrageous. What, was that new math? The 60, 60 to 30? 60 to 30? Yeah. Uh, six, I think we need another 10% there. No, it's 6 there. to 3. Yeah, okay. It's not oh, 60 to 30, but oh, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, he's good at I should be the one good at math. Uh-huh, right. uh-huh. 66%. Wait, yeah. 66.66. Hold yeah. up. How many significant digits you want, bro? Uh, d- infinite. <laughs> uh, in any event, as we uh, debate the math here... Uh, the point is that city council yeah, is not representing the Yeah, they're not representing you. Yeah, what are they doing? What are well, they doing? Of course. I just came back from Alaska. Guess what? Right. My bill from McDonald's in Anchorage, Alaska was $5.90. I looked down at it because I saw that that was the price on the menu. I looked down, zero tax, folks. It can be done. It's not outrageous to talk about eliminating the state income tax. I saw a, a, a brief interview beating up Tim Griffin. Well, how are we going to do it? You know how we're going to do it? We're going to vote on it. We're going to just going to shut the cash flow off, and the government can figure it out. That's right. Just like just like an employee does. That's right. I haven't got enough money to pay my bills. Guess what? I can't go to a movie this week. I remember years ago, the law school uh, put in a renovation, and much of it was well-needed. Uh, but I remember then they put up these flat screen TVs throughout the building. And this was when flat screens still cost some money. Yeah. Nowadays, you can go over to Sam's and those flat screens, they're, they're practic- practically jumping in your cart. They're yeah. so cheap. But this was when flat screens still, even the modestly sized ones, oh, cost several thousand dollars. Money. Oh, right. yeah. Two, three grand. And they put up these flat screens. They're fragile, too. Yeah. Right, because this is before the, yeah. the earlier technology. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. right. They were heavier and more fragile. Uh-huh. And they put up these flat screens. You know what they said? The weather. Or you know what they said? Oh, this is the room. Yeah. This is like the office number those. for Rob Steinbuck, his office number XYZ. Yeah. I, I tell you the number. I don't remember what it is. Uh, you mean what a pegboard could do? Yeah. For, you know, for, for $85, a nice pegboard. But this is what government does. Government. That's what you would have done with your own money. You said, hold up, I need to put a sign up. Exactly. You get out, you get out a piece of paper and you draw on it, right? That's right. You don't take it to a print shop and have them. That's right. Yeah. And you don't buy an electronic sign no. that's static, that doesn't change. Exactly. I need, I, need a, I need a TV set to tell me something static. My well, office is, isn't moving. Go yeah, this is government. You know, right. I, I've taught, it takes five minutes to explain this, but I'm not going to go too deep in it. But when you're spending your own money, you care. When you spend... Uh, uh, your money for someone that you care about, you care a little bit more. But when you're not spending your own money and it's not your stuff, you don't care. That's right. You have no, there's no, you you don't care about the quality. You'll spend as much money as you want because it's somebody else's stuff. That's right. It's a very simple, um, when you look at it. So then that's what government is. Yeah. Right? Our, our, our good friend, um, uh, David, uh, Allen, um, what's uh, Bubbis? Excuse me. Oh me yeah, David Allen. He ran, for, he ran for city council. He yeah. would have voted no on that tax. That's why I bring it up. You know, he yeah. ran against Antoine Phillips, who was in the paper the other day just after the tax failed. Oh, he to, probably voted for it. Oh, he was a big proponent of it. Oh, guess what? You know what? I need more slides and um, what else do they put now um, that you can get hurt on? Oh, or, the monkey bars yeah, and the giraffes, the and they, they need more giraffes in the zoo. I'll feel better. Oh yeah, money well spent. Yeah. People are trying to put. Food Food on the table. People are trying to buy uh, the the mandated masks that they must wear. Right, right. right? 
And they need more giraffes was, and monkey was, bars. What was uh, uh, Scott talking about? King Scott, he's talking about um, feel better stuff. What was the money going to go to? And it was going to to line his pockets. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't for more policemen or yeah. police officers, no, right? No, no. And to be clear, not line his pockets like he gets a pay raise, right. but to go to pay off the uh, those people that he uh, was trying to buy their votes, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, right. you know, put some money into the zoo. Uh, you're going to appease people who are big friends of the zoo. You know how you fund the zoo? Private money. That's, That's right. how you fund the zoo. That's right. I don't need to be paying for that. This is the corruption that is government. Well, and it sneaks up on the, the average citizen. They're not paying attention. They're like, oh, wait a minute. Right. I got to go to work today. That's what they're worried about. That's right. And they look up and every little thing is just being hammered down on them. The, the taxes. What, how about a tax cut? That's right. How about cut it in half? That's right. How about that city council? That's right. How about vote? Let's put something on the agenda to cut the tax. You know, we should get in touch with Steve Landers because he's one of the folks. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, he's going to run for mayor next time. And I don't know Steve from Adam, but I'd like to get him on the line. Maybe we'll try next week, as uh, you, Chris, know, and I'll tell Dave's audience. We're again back on the Dave Show Monday and Friday of nice. next week. Uh, and maybe we can get Steve Landers uh, on the line because I want to ask him point blank. Hey, will you cut? Will you cut the sales tax? Yeah. This is the thing. Taxes are sticky upwards. They're real easy to impose a new tax oh, man. and then real hard to go away. There's some expiring tax. Uh, and this leftist, Antoine Phillips, says, well, we got to renew that expiring tax. No, oh, we don't. Oh, man. No, we don't. That's right. This is what I say. Say no to all taxes. Yeah. Okay. And so any renewed tax is a new tax. And just say no to new taxes. That's what I'm saying. Uh, We need to shrink government. We need to shrink how deep their hands are going in our pockets. That's right. And it's... Go ahead. Yeah, when you show up to city council, you get three minutes. Yeah. And then they shut you down. Right. You know, it's it's outrageous. Oh, you didn't know, Chris? And guess what? It's a pain in their butt for you to Mm -hmm. come up and talk. I'll just call him out. North Little Rock City Councilman Maurice Taylor is ignorant. Mm-hmm. He's ignorant, ignorant about the whole process. Why are we here? Yeah. I was at a city council meeting via Zoom where they muted me and um, wouldn't let me talk. What's his name again? Maurice Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, why are we here? Yeah. This is the end of the line. Why is he even talking? Yeah. What, wait, what? <laughs> you mean due process? Yeah. Yeah. I said, what do you mean? Why? I, I, I mean, I keep up out of my chair. I'm sitting right. in my little Zoom meeting with right. my headphones on. And yeah, anyways, we're, I'll, I'll be at the next meeting in person. Yeah. These bureau hacks love these Zoom meetings because yeah. they, they feel even more empowered. Oh, yeah. So it, it, it's really a crying shame what we're seeing going on across every level of government. And they've been getting away with it for years, but not anymore. That's right. Because Chris Corbett and I have filed three lawsuits. Actually, there was a fourth. If you count the, the ladies, the teachers up in Jonesboro who were maligned by the leftists uh, working at the school, public oh, yeah. school, uh, one guy and his wife. Yeah. Uh, and, and we beat them back on their attempt to disrupt the lives and employment of these two great right. school teachers. And now we're suing them for defamation. That's right, guys. You got to, to have your rights. You got to enforce them. Exactly I, right. I, and still, you know, my client in North Little Rock, I, I said, you got to sue, man. The only way you're going to wake up and get their attention is sue. Well, what are they going to do to me? Are they going to yeah. retaliate? They're already retaliating against you. Exactly. Oh, and by yeah. the way, he's got to now post $10,000 to rehab his own house yeah. based yeah. on the vote that happened. Right, right. It's crazy. Right, because they're going to tell you what you can do. Made up rules. This made up. How are they going to charge you yeah. $10,000? You got to escrow ten grand. Yeah. Let's let's go to the break, uh, and then when we come back, we will continue talking about your money. 
This is the Dave Ellswick Show, and I am Robert Steinbeck filling in for Dave this Friday morning in the studio. Of course, Chris Corbett with us, noted engineer, brilliant attorney, and most importantly, soon to be candidate. I'm, I'm still practicing, right? Indeed, indeed. Soon to be candidate for Senate, state Senate. Uh, out of Faulkner County. Yeah, maybe we'll have some district lines come uh, September 29th. Yeah, that'll right? be good. Well, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Well, that's for the, the, the feds, but at the same time, the state is supposed to be issuing those district lines uh, around the same time period. So let's hope that comes out soon. You know, we talk about safety. We talk about government bureaucrats. Uh, let's talk briefly, uh, or maybe not so briefly, about vaccines. Uh, Chris and I have both been vaccinated. Get them. Yeah, well, Get we, them. right. We we think it's good to be vaccinated, um, and we recommend to our friends and family to get vaccinated. And many of them have been vaccinated, uh, and some people are on the fence and they take our advice. They hear our advice, and some take it, some don't take it. Yeah, years ago, I've got a microbiology degree and a chemistry degree. I practice as a microbiologist at Highland Dairy Milk Company uh, back in the nineties. I practice as a, as a chemist, and guys, this mRNA is legit. It's not, it, this is how they do things now. And this vaccine can have some side effects to a very low risk of po- certain populations, but you have to, you have to weigh the risks, but it has to be a personal decision. But the risk of getting it, getting COVID is higher than some sort of reaction from the vaccine. It's yeah. a fact. And, and well, these are numbers. That's right. And that's the balance yeah. that you need to draw when people say, well, there's a risk to the vaccine. Okay. Yeah. But there's a greater risk to catching COVID. Ultimately, it's your decision to make. Right. Right. The same thing, by the way. Uh, when you're over, I think now it's 45, you're supposed to have a colonoscopy. Yeah. And I like to analogize colonoscopies uh, to the vaccine because nobody's putting something in my body against my will, be it a colonoscopy <laughs> or be it a vaccine. Okay, I don't care where they're going in. They don't do it without my permission. Is that graphic enough for you? They get a mental image here, bro. Wait, yeah. wait can you get to do it more than once? Can you yeah. do one every year? You, you can if you have a problem. But the, 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 it's a good idea to get a colonoscopy. Yeah, Why? guys. Because it's, it's, it's diagnostic. That's and, right. and let's be clear. There's some risk with a colonoscopy. Yeah, there is. Sure there is. That's right. You can, Absolutely. You can get infection. a tear, an That's infection. Right. That's right. That's right. Uh, but that risk is lower than the benefit of potentially catching cancer at its early stage. And you made a great point. It's preventative. That's it's right. preventative. That's right. right. What's the vaccine? It's preventative. That's right. Guys, here's the fact. 100% of the population is going to be exposed to COVID, period, unless you're a hermit living in a cave, mm-hmm. right? That's right. And I don't know, still there's some stuff that maybe cats can carry it around. I don't know if they ever disproved that. No, cats do carry it. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you're going to get exposed. And I don't know if they transfer it to you, but they can catch yeah. it, I think, from humans. And the worst thing that you want to do is be exposed and not have protected not only yourself, but your loved ones around you. You know, and then remember this. So I teach at the law school, and uh, I teach in a room that has students packed in like sardines because our night class has been... Uh, shrinking in size just due yeah. to applicants so we increased our day class yeah. so we have a host of classes not in a classroom yeah. in an auditorium there's one auditorium oh, and so and they're packed in there there's no social distancing yeah. uh, a lot of students are wearing paper masks yeah. meaning the virtue signaling origami of the hillcrest glitter yeah. not something that actually is is particularly effective because right. those are not effective 
And so I had propped open the the back door uh, with a tissue box. Yeah. That's all, with a tissue box. Mm-hmm. Not even thinking about it, meaning how could this be something that would be any controversy? And of course, then all heck erupted. And oh my gosh, you can't open the doors. Oh, first they told me it's going to affect the air conditioning. Oh, well, then, that's the, outrageous. Yeah, by the way, the guy told me, the guy from facility said, no, it doesn't affect it. Yeah. Uh, then their engineer said, well, I think the air quality is good. So, you know, I consulted an engineer. You know who that engineer is? Chris Corbett. Yeah. And you know what Chris Corbett says? Okay, well, what is their estimated viral load? Right, yeah. because how are you going to calculate? Yeah. Right, yeah. how are you going to calculate if the air is clean enough until you know how much potential dirt, shall we say, is in right. the air? You know what they told me? Told me, oh well, we calc. Either they said we don't calculate it, or it's zero, zero. So all yeah. seven people, seven million people in this world, seven billion, excuse me, should come down to the Euler Law School. You know why? Because they cured COVID. <laughs> there ain't no COVID there, apparently. Oh, They cured man. COVID. It's right. such an outrageous right. um, argument that it's safe, but don't open the doors because it's not, it's unsafe if you open the door. Right. So that's... Really? Right. Well, then they said, they said, well, the, the police department said that it's unsafe because there's a large transient community. Large transient community? Oh, what, are we, what are we, a border state? Large <laughs> transient What? There ain't no... Tra- you know what there are? There's some poor folks. Yeah. There's some minorities. Yeah. Is, is that code language? Is, is that uh, secret language right. to cover up that you are discriminating against poor people or discriminating yeah. against minorities? So I made a Freedom of Information Act request of the of the police. Yeah. 11 cases in the last five years. Oh, my. Right? So it's seven of anything. them. You know, well, not only that, seven of them upset patrons in the library. Uh, to be an upset patron, that means you've gone to, I think, three sets of, of doors to get into the library. They're worried yeah. about someone walking in the back door of the classroom when they're comparing it to people who've gone through three sets. Why? Because it's a public building open oh, to the man. public. Yeah. By the way, that side door that they're concerned about is about 15, 20 feet from the entrance to the building that you it, could walk into yeah. and make your first left and get into the classroom. Yeah. So that side door, that door is, that side door is a danger. Door. It's a danger, <laughs> but the public door 15, 20 feet away that you could walk into the same classroom through. That's not a danger. Huh? I guess not. Oh, man. I guess not. So then I sent an email just recently to the um, head of the police department. I said, Oh, no. First, I made a FOIA request for any records that show that the police department actually said that there was a danger because none of their actual law enforcement records mm-hmm. support that conclusion. You know what the response I got was? No such records exist. You know, th- this is No a, records yeah, exist. This is a microcosm of exactly what's happening on a bigger scale, on a macro scale. That's why I use these, it. I'm using it as an example. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic because what happens here is that administrators are making a decision. The government, the, the bureaucrats inside of a school, administrators, are making a decision that doesn't affect them, doesn't affect their safety, but is directly affecting the faculty. And when you've got a faculty oh, member... Wait, wait, wait. I'm not concerned about the faculty. I'm concerned about the student body. Well, I'm not sitting exact- four feet, two feet from another student. Yeah. I'm, I'm at the greatest social distance exactly. in that room. You the t- students mm-hmm. are sitting next to each other. Yeah, and you took the words not by right choice. Out of my mouth. Right. It's- because there isn't enough room. Yeah, it's right. Not only it affects the faculty and the students, yeah. and you've got a faculty member that stands up and said, "Hey." This doesn't look like social distancing to me. Uh, Let's just open the door and get a little fresh air in here. And we did a little research. There's three things you can do. 
One was fresh air. That's right. Two was Nature. some sort of filter in the AC unit. The the filter that you can buy at Home Depot, not the $5 filter. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The $20 filter that goes down to a viral uh, level of filtration. And then there was HEPA filters. In the room. Yeah, you could bring three things. And actually, there was a fourth. There was also UV filters in the room. Oh, you hit them with some UV, some 232 right. nanometers? Pow. That's right. That's right. Yeah, oh, and one nanometers. of the guys said, well, you can't put the the um, the uh, UV light on our system. No, yes, because that's a high-flow system. You can put it in the room. Nice. You can put it in the room. Have they done anything? No. The cheapest Nothing. one is, number one, open the door. That's Fresh right. Fresh air. And the most effective one. By the way, exactly the, the CDC... And and the Arkansas Department of Education both recommend opening doors and windows. That's a hundred percent. They recommend it on yeah. K through twelve. I mean, they've come out and said, "Oh, but wait, colleges are different than K through twelve, right?" Oh, there's no. different air, you yeah. know, because it's it's more rarefied and it's a lot hotter, right? <laughs> a lot of hot air. Is that why? Because there's a lot of hot air being spewed at, at those leftist institutions. There's one more difference: K yeah. through twelve ain't paying, but college students are paying. Yeah, so they're paying. Oh, well, you see, that's for K through 12, and that's a different application. You know, this is a kind of nonsense. I mean, it's just absolute it, double speak. It dumbfounds you. It's just straight up ignorance. No, it's, it's, like not, the, it's not dumbfounding. It's just dumb. Yeah. It's just dumb. <laughs> There's no founding. Stup- just stup- dumb. Stupefying. Yeah, not stupefying. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Stupid. This is what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, Rob, we're fighting ignorance every day. Yeah. yeah. Ignant. Ignant. It's ignorant. Yep. So then I finally, I wrote an email to the chief of police uh, at the UALR campus. And I said, look, I can't find any record pursuant to the Freedom of Information Act that says you have opposed opening these doors based on safety issues from a non-existent transient population. Yeah. I can't find any record. It's a straw man argument. You can't find him. He's a straw man. Can you tell me what your position is? Oh, put him on the point. Uh, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Did he say anything? No, I got an email. Uh, we're going to be out of town for, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, be on out vacation. I'm on vacation. No. I'm, a, I'm on vacation, right? <sighs> so guess what I'm going to be sending when she gets back from vacation? Oh, Another email. Man. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, the man. bureaucrats are on vacation, and I'm working in a room stuffed like sardines. Think about that as we go to break. This is the Dave Ellswick Show. I am Robert Steinbuck filling for Dave this Friday morning. Chris Corbett with us, as he always is, in the studio. Chris Corbett, an attorney, an engineer, and a soon-to-be candidate for state senate uh, out of the Conway area. Uh, So, Chris, you know, we've got a lot to talk about. We always do. We always run out of time because we have so much to talk about. We do. Um, We're talking about safety. We talk about vaccines. We talk about taxes. We talk about things that affect the daily lives of our Kansas. That's right. Uh, and I can't tell you how proud I am of Dave's listeners because I know, I know I've heard from them. They went out on Tuesday and they voted no against King Scott. That's right. And this is what it means to be grassroots. Yeah. This is what it means to be, to rise up against uh, the totalitarian government. Right. This is what it means to say no, no mo. Yeah. No more. And you know, and the citizens are probably asking themselves and the listeners right now, said, what more can I do? All I have is a vote. I'll tell you what you can do. You can make a FOIA request. 
is so simple. Right now, I'd love for every Little Rock Arkansan to make their own FOIA request. It takes two minutes. You can do it verbally. You can do it in person. You can do it with an email. Best way is email. Yeah. And you have a ri- the written one. It is a written document because if they deny it, you can call me and we'll go after them. Right? Yep. yep. Um, but simply just, you want to know what's going on with your money? You want to know how many police patrols were in your uh, neighborhood? neighborhood last week? Send a request. That's right. And, they'll, they'll That's right. Tell, they and write you. an email. Yeah. I want all the records. That's the word, records. Right. All the records concerning, and then fill in your blank, yeah. and say, for the last five years, right. just let's keep it tight, so to speak, yeah. and say, please email them back to me. Right. What because if know? they email them, nice. they can't charge you for the copies. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, and so- if they want, if they tell you, by the way, I've been dealing with a large law firm here in Little Rock, one of those big building law firms. Oh, they man. must know the law, Chris. Oh, Don't man. they know the law? They wouldn't lie to you, right? Because they knows the law. Yeah. yeah? Twice, <laughs> twice they made up the law. No First, kidding. Oh, yeah. They said, well, we'd like to charge you per hour. Per hour? Oh, my God. There ain't no charge per hour. I'm paying for that already. Yeah. I'm paying for that in my taxes. Oh, and they wanted to charge me per hour. I said, excuse me? And these are licensed you, attorneys. These are licensed attorneys oh, at some of the biggest man. law firms in the in the city, which are the biggest law firms in the state. And yeah. they're lying. Yeah. They're lying. They're making it up. They're making it up. See so, in court. And so they said, well, we want to charge you. Oh, oh, never mind. Yeah. Oh, well, let, let me be clear. I, I said, them. oh, yeah, I challenge nice. him. I said, why don't you look at page such and such in my book? <laughs> I literally told them to look it up in my book. You know what they said? They're like that old Saturday Night Live uh, character that many people might not remember, Rosanna, yeah. Adana, Adana. Yeah. And she said, never mind, never mind. That's what it was. Yeah, the book is so good. The book tells you the statute. Yeah. It tells you the case law that interprets the statute, and then it'll refer you to a form in the back of the book to file suit. That's right. If they tell you they want to charge you, yeah. tell them they's lying. They's lying. Yeah. We get uh, how many canned responses do we get? Do and we started like, where are you getting these canned? Yeah. We started noticing this That's pattern. Right. Well, your request is not specific enough to allow us to locate the records you want. That's what? Right. Wait, what? That's not right. specific enough. Exactly. You know, they know who these lawyers are being taught by? The Arkansas Municipal League. You know where they get their money from you, That's the right. citizens. Yeah, th- you, let's remember how both the Municipal League yeah. and the Ar- Arkansas County Association yeah. work. The well, Sheriff's Association, yeah. the uh, Superintendent's Association. Every one of them. These are private lobbying groups. Right. Okay. Nonprofits. Well, uh, nonprofit. Uh, by the way, nonprofit doesn't mean for the pu- public welfare. It just means they don't pay taxes. That's These right. are private, non-tax-paying entities that, oh, well, they must get their money from donors. Uh, no, they get the money from you. Wait, right. what? That's Wait, right. what? How is that possible? Because here's what happens. These elected bureau hacks say to uh, their comptrollers, right. uh, here's a bill for $1,000, $5,000, $10,000 for dues to this private lobbying group. Yeah. Wait, what? I'll tell you what's going wait, 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 on. Wait, wait, yeah. let's go through this. Yeah. And the, and the private lobbying group says, well, we're doing, we're doing your service, you see. You know, it's like right. when, you know, you got to, the, the, the government's got to buy copy paper. They got to have a, uh, uh, That's right. right? They got to have a contract with the copy machine repair guy. And then they say, and we need a contract with this lobbying group that goes to the legislature and lobbies against the interests of the public. 
public in in favor of the Bureau hacks. And they use your tax dollars to fund these private organizations. That's right. And there's, there's, there's one more step to this, Robin. I've seen a pattern. I'm exploring it right now with the Met- Metropolitan Housing Allowance, uh, I mean Alliance. The, so a government entity, folks, they form a nonprofit, and then they fund it. Yeah. They fund it, and it goes into this black hole, and then you can't see what the nonprofit's doing with the money. Oh, the university foundations. Get this. So you, if you call up the school that I work at and say, I'd like to give money. I've seen it. I have the paperwork that yep. supports it. So they say, oh, well, direct your money to this foundation. That's right. Wait, direct it outside of the public entity yeah. to this quasi, quasi That's private organization. And then you make a FOIA request and they say, well, we're not subject to the FOIA. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're controlled by a public entity. That's right. That's right. The public entity is directing money to you. Yep. That is public money and that is disclosable. It is and we, outrageous. And we're going to litigate that one at we some are, point, too. It's coming up. And it's coming up. It, it, this pattern is hidden. This pattern and this, this agenda, this vehicle is hidden from the public. And it's fantastic for the bureaucrats to use to hide where the money goes. That's right. And I, I, literally, I, I was dumbfounded when I'm looking at it at the Metropolitan Housing Alliance, where here in Little Rock, the, the federal money from HUD is being funneled to a nonprofit called CAHC. I'm looking into it right now. My client was fired after we complained. Uh, Ms. Dr. JD, Dr. Nadine Jarman was fired after she brought up um, uh, her complaints. Guess what? Guess who she sent them to? One person that has control of this is King Scott. There's Scott go. chose to do nothing. As a matter of fact, a crony inside the government told my client to not do anything, to wait on this tax proposal. We don't want any controversy. Please wait until September 15th. How, how'd that tax proposal work Boom. out for King Scott? I, I told her not to wait. We didn't wait. I said, exactly. no, you got to file it. And she lost her job because of it. Yeah. It's point blank, black and white, retaliation, whistleblower act. Now they're going to have to... They're going to stroke a check. And it's your money, folks. That's right. That's right. But we got to hold these people accountable. Yeah. And we got to do it by bringing lawsuits. Nonprofits. I wouldn't be so sure if the city of Little Rock doesn't have a nonprofit somewhere. I'm sure they do. And we got to hold them accountable by bringing lawsuits. And we got to hold them accountable by voting the bums out. It's go. that simple. Yeah. We got to vote and the gotta bums out. You got to pay attention, man. You got to turn your neck. Yeah. You got to be like, so what's going on oh, here? Yeah. Oh, we're going to vote no on King Scott. Yeah. We're going to vote no on Antoine Phillips. He was in the paper, yeah. I told you. He's got a big proponent of the attack. He won and over, the other and the overwhelming. Didn't Antoine, he beat our buddy Davis, uh, David Bubbas. That's right. You know? That's right. That's right. Hey, guess what? If they eliminate these taxes, guess what? There's no more um, hidden costs with businesses having to create these forms to report the taxes. Yeah, yeah. It's all kinds of stuff. When I asked the lady in Anchorage, I was like, oh, you don't have to, you don't have to report anything to DFA right. about right. your sales. No, we don't because we don't own any taxes. That's right. Nice. Exactly. That's what that's what freedom is about. Yeah, I talked about on Monday this notion of freedom. And Jen Psaki, the spokeswoman for the president, uh, uh, with her all the smugness she could muster, said oh. to a Fox reporter, no. "Well, my biggest concern is the lives of these people." We're talking about COVID, that yeah. kind of thing, yeah. right? And uh, don't you agree? And you know what the response is? No, exactly. No, yeah. But then they they, they say you don't care about safety, right, whatever. Right, right? Yeah. But by the way, this is the beauty. Uh, they say that people like us don't care about safety. Yeah. I want to open the door. No, because the bureaucrats say no. But, exactly. but uh, when when I say, no, I don't want to mandate vaccines because while life is sacrosanct, guess what? Freedom 
is the ideal for which we fight every day. I tell you, I want to find the guy who first coined the term "don't sweat the small stuff." It needs to be slapped. <laughs> exactly. These, these small things matter because they go up to these such a you know, the macro um, economy of all these decisions That's right. cost you personally, and That's you right. just can't see it. That's so, exactly right. Yeah. The, the, the life is built around the small stuff. Exactly. They matter. The small things matter. You should have the right to open the door, Rob. Really? Seriously? Uh, what no, in the world right? is going on? Right. Exactly. You can't open the door to your classroom. You right. can't open the door to your, to your, uh, on the window. You can't open it out. You know, Great Britain. Maybe they should lock you in. Great Britain has it as one of their four pillars. The CDC recommends it for uh, 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 K through 12 because, you know, the air is very different in yeah. K through 12. Uh, and that, that's what some crony here in, um, uh, it, it was reported in the newspaper said, well, K through 12, it's different. Different how? <laughs> Do it, 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 yeah. Yes, it's it's different grade. Yeah, twelfth uh, graders are really different than than uh, uh, college students and uh, right. law students. Really, you know, uh, in terms of breathing, exactly. in terms of air, exactly. in terms of air, it's just outrageous. You can't make this stuff. You up. You can't make it up. You know, obesity kills more people, of course, uh, every year than COVID. Um, the highways kill more people every year. Well, why don't we quit driving? Mm-hmm. Why don't we mm-hmm. take everybody's driver's license? Why don't we make everybody lose fifty pounds? Yeah, yeah. Mandated? Oh no! Well, Come I on. think we lost more people to COVID last year than we did to highway accidents. Oh, did we? Yeah, but okay. nonetheless, uh, there are a lot of things that kill people, and it doesn't mean that we eliminate freedom. Exactly. And the other thing well, is, they, yeah. The other thing is, I pointed this out when that uh, bureau hack from Tyson's was talking about how we as a team, you know, the, oh the smoke filled room. Team. I mean, how many times did he say? Oh, team? oh my God, it was vomitous. Oh it was absolutely gosh. vomitous. Yeah. Hey Tyson, if you think that makes for good PR, yeah. then you need someone else re- evaluating that. Yeah. Because that was just the worst PR I have ever seen. Oh my. Anyway, God. I guess that's the best way to say it. We're going to take our last break, and we'll be back for our final segment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. This is the Dave Ellswick Show. I am Robert Steinbeck filling in for Dave. This is our last segment this morning. I'll be back on the air with Chris next Monday and next Friday. Of course, listen all week to the Dave Ellswick Show. Listen regularly to the Dave Ellswick Show. Be sure also to listen to Save the Nation with Jason Rapert from 1 to 2 p.m. here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. And check out Conduit's websites, uh, Conduit for Action and Conduit News, and you'll get to see my ugly mug and know why I have a face made for radio. So we only have a few minutes left, Chris, as you know. And did you hear that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley, this guy's got to go, by the way. He said so many wrong things. The only way he comes back on right is by circling around by being so wrong. Yeah. He apparently uh, told the Chinese when he when Trump was still in office, oh, don't worry. If we attack you, I'm going to call you in advance. Wait, what? Wait, what? Uh, what is this, a if, bridge game? Yeah, I am stunned that a general with stars on his lapel may have called a foreign government. Not may. Not may. This is what's, I mean, it's outrageous. This is like, I mean, this is mutiny. That's this exactly is, right. I mean, it's treason. this is, this is treason. If this is true, I'm stunned. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is, talk about national security. That's right. That's right. Wow. They've hung people for this kind of stuff. That's right. I mean, this is serious. That's right. You don't call a foreign, a foreign country and go around the, the, the for leader of the free world. That's right. And tell them. This is third world. Unelected. Right. Uh, this is third world nonsense. This yeah. is where the military yeah. takes over through a coup. I know. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and. We and in this charge. Is one of the what? Leader, this is one of the leaders. 
Yeah. Well, he's the same guy. Is that he was still defend- there? Oh, he's still there. And oh. Biden is supporting him. You know, when Biden remembers who he is. Yeah. And, and, and this is the same guy who was defending critical race studies uh, in the military academies. No, he wasn't. Oh, yes, it is. No way. Same guy. Oh, well, don't you want to know about that? I don't want to be indoctrinated. Who is this guy? Millie. I've read three articles on it, and I'm sitting there going, no, this didn't happen. No, no, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. Well, guess what? Okay. You know, it made me think, okay, where's the FISA Act here? Where, where are they not right. invi- where are they exactly. not investigating their own people? That's right. What's the deal here? McCarthyism. What, I mean, what's going on? You know, Is this Trump, guy a communist? Trump He's makes a, a phone communist. call to the Ukrainians, and uh, they they literally impeach him. They literally impeach the president because yeah. he makes a phone call to exactly. the Ukrainians. Yeah. But here, the guy is doing back-channel negotiations with the Chinese, yeah, promising because, them that he's going to tell them yeah. if the president gives an he, order. Because he thought maybe the president was going to go rogue. The matter. Oh, come on. The matter. Don't work that way. I, 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 Don't yeah. work that way. I, I'm still kind of reeling from it. I'm trying to digest it in the, in the, the amount of actual documents that I've been able to look at. I, I can't find them, but they've got these reporting out there. But to, to think that we have an American general yeah. calling a foreign government, going around the president right. because... Behind his back. Yeah. Yeah. Behind his, in secret. That's right. And now we're Calling the Chinese. Yeah. Because the Chinese are our buddies now. Oh, man. Right? They're our they buddies. They got buildings over there. There's no doubt in my mind. They got buildings, four levels of floors with hackers over there trained on American soil. 100%. By, you know... They're, they're trained here in America. Yeah. No and, and, they, and they get scholarships, right. and they go back to China, and they use their technology against us. And I'll tell you what, uh, I'm a patent attorney. They have buildings here in America owned by the Chinese government searching our patents. And, and stealing them. They, stay, they, take they steal them. our technology. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard. People go to have something manufactured in China. By the way, mistake number one. Right. Uh, and they bring it over to China. And, the, and the, oh, yeah, we can manufacture for this. And all of a sudden, all these copies come up. And they, right. they undersell the person who goes to China to get cheap labor. I've got, so good I've luck, got, by the way. Good I've luck. Got, I've got uh, 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 stories on point, right on point of that. That No, that, that this is their practice. Oh, that looks like it's going to work. Oh, let's see if it works. And as soon as it does, Boom. They steal it. They steal it. They steal it. And 100,000 copies are out there. That's right. One of them, I'll tell you what, it's the, it's the one, it's the guys that came up with the little balloons that fills up balloons, 100 balloons with one with one, with one one squirt. It's got like 100 little uh, tubes on it. That guy patented it, had it manufactured in China, and then they came out with a duplicate. Of course they did. And he's costing millions trying to trying to get it shut down at the That's border. Right. That's right. He's lost. That's right. That's right. And um, it's coming in from China. That's coming in from China. Yep. And of course, well, if you want to talk about shutting down the border, did you see this videotape that Fox News presented? Oh, uh, oh yeah, some border town. They've got, I mean, just hordes of people living under a bridge uh, no. because yeah, because they just opened the gates. By the way, from Haiti. Yeah, oh, they're not. Man. They're not from South so or Central America, saw- working their way up. Yeah. They're from Haiti. You got to take a boat from Haiti oh, or a plane, man. I guess. Right? Meaning, there's no landmass. Well, these people are crossing a, a body of water yeah. and getting in, I guess, through Mexico, and yeah. and and they're coming into this country, and we're letting them in left and right, right. against our immigration and laws. They're coming, I've got, with, they're coming over with diseases. Folks. Oh, oh, That's this is the other thing, by the way, the the Biden administration was asked, do we mandate um, that workers have to get vaccinated? Yes. Do we mandate that the people (laughs) coming across the border have to be vaccinated? There we go. No. Wait, wait. Let's say it again. Do we (laughs) mandate that Americans, American workers uh, against their will, if they are against it, of course, uh, have to get a vaccine? Yes. Do we mandate that 
uh, people coming across the border illegally have to get vaccinated? No. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? And these are non-citizens, right? Of course they're not citizens. They're not even legal immigrants. They're illegal aliens. This is unbelievable. But this is what we're talking about. Every day, the Biden administration is is the enemy of the American people. That's what the I, Biden administration. I saw a great is. article that said that um, a lot of people are lamenting their vote when they vote. Indeed, they're like, well, as they should. What have we done? What did I do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a train wreck. Yeah, it's a train wreck. Of course, Biden some of the time doesn't even know where he is. Look at the gas pump. That's yeah, one, I mean, yeah. What, what's the point of the prices now? Four bucks, man. No. In, in Anchorage, it was four dollars. No, wow, four bucks a gallon. Unbelievable for the cheap stuff. The eighty-seven. Yeah. Right. Right. The Democrats have a great way of protecting the working class by increasing the costs that they pay for everything, including taxation. Isn't yeah. it remarkable? Isn't it remarkable? Yeah. Well, I th- think they've got it in their mind. They vote Democrat. They're going to hurt the rich. It's yeah. not. No. It's not. I don't know what's going on there. And then uh, AOC goes to what's called the Met Gala. It's, oh, it's, I saw that. Yeah, the Metropolitan Museum of Art. It, it's the highbrows with the noses up in the air. Yeah. It's very expensive dinner. And she wears this very expensive dre- designer dress. And she has scrawled, I can paint across the back, yeah. tax the rich. Oh, yeah, you're a person of the people. Oh, you, you, you down there with the common folk. Yeah. She, she didn't grow up in the city. She grew up in the suburbs. Right. You know, but she's the common folk from the oh, city. Oh, man. She's a fraud. It's a fraud. She's that's an absolute fraud. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. But that's what these lefties are, right? Yep. The lefties are always a fraud. Yeah, what's their salary? 175000 a year or something? I think that's about right. Yeah. yeah you want yeah. more? How about forego your salary? That's right. That's oh. right. Oh, well, we, you know, by the way, we saw that. Across the, uh, the country, I think there's over a dozen deans of law schools who have donated $100,000 or more back to their law schools, given the crunches that we've seen in the economy recently. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They make a fortune. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the deans in, in Arkansas make a quarter of a million dollars. That's right. They're not on the list. Huh. They're oh, not on man. the list. Maud. A quarter million dollars. They're not on the list. Don't we got a law school in Fayetteville. With these administrators. We got a law school in Little Rock. Quarter million dollar salary. to the program. Quarter million dollar salary. They're all, they're all yeah. six figures. That's right. And 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 there are over a dozen law school deans that have given $100,000 back to their schools. Wow. Not in Arkansas. Think about that. Folks, you all have a great weekend. Stay tuned, of course, to 101.1 FM, The Answer, throughout the day. And Chris and I will see you back here on Monday morning.
retired general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.